Welcome to the Abundant Wellness with Andrea podcast from surviving to thriving in mind, body, and spirit. Hey there, I'm Andrea Jones, registered nurse, functional hormone coach, inner healing and deliverance pastor, and most importantly, wife and mother of two beautiful girls. This podcast is really a conversation about how to discover and walk in an abundant life that God has laid out for us while processing what I call the messy middle, pain and overcoming things in our life that are hard in order to nurture all of the parts of you so that you can walk in abundant wellness in all areas. Hey there, today we're actually going to be talking about anxiety and how to know if something is rooted in your physiology, your physical body, your emotions, or in your spirit. And so I actually shared a post about this on Instagram and it gained way more traction than I anticipated. And so I thought, you know what, I need to actually have a conversation about this to hopefully give language to it. Because I think sometimes when we look at an emotion as a, at a face value, right? We can say, oh, that's anxiety. And so we treat all anxiety the same way or, oh, that's sadness. And we treat sadness all the same way or, oh, that's, you know, fear. We treat fear all the same way when really emotions don't really work that way. There are usually multiple layers to a singular emotion. And so I actually want to talk about uh, when anxiety isn't just anxiety and what I mean by that. So Anxiety, a lot of people experience that as, you know, a heightened, like a tightness in their chest or a heightened arousal, meaning that they're, they're more, um, aware of things that are going on around them. There's a hypervigilance where you're kind of on alert, right? Our bodies were made that way so that we could survive. Um, however, when we don't come out of that anxiety state and we get stuck there, it actually gets stuck in like our vagus nerve and our parasympathetic nervous system. And so I want to talk about those kind of situations because everybody experiences, you know, the day-to-day anxieties of, you know, getting kids dressed in the morning or putting your kids to bed or um, financial stressors. Those are like the day-to-day things. But when they are more chronically rooted, um, they typically present a little bit differently. And so if we're just labeling it at face value, we can actually miss getting a proper assessment, number one, but we can also prevent ourselves from getting a proper treatment. So anxiety isn't always anxiety. Sometimes it's unresolved trauma stored in the body. Other times it's unprocessed grief. Sometimes it's misdirected anger um, that just kind of gets trapped and it creates this like negative energy cycle in the body. And so when, when we're looking at anxiety, we have to begin looking at it as like a surface level piece of information about other things that are going on inside of our mind, our body, and our spirit so that we can actually uh, get wholeness and freedom from that anxiety. So I want to talk for a little bit about unresolved trauma stored in the body and how that can come up as anxieties. So unresolved trauma gets stored in our cell, the, the very cells of our body. And we actually do have evidence, uh, scientific evidence that does back this up. Um, and it comes from one of my favorite books, which is called The Body Keeps the Score. You can get it in the link in the show notes. 
Um, but it is a fantastic book about how trauma actually gets stored on a cellular level in our bodies. And I know that for some of you, when you hear that, it might actually make you feel like hopeless or afraid, but there are so many different treatment modalities out there that actually address this very thing. But when we experience a trauma, whether it's a little T trauma or a big T trauma, little T trauma meaning like, you know, you forgot your school lunch and then you went hungry for that, that day. That might be like a little T trauma. Um, or a big T trauma, like the loss of a parent at a very young age or um, watching a parent, you know, have to be hospitalized. Like there's a lot of things that fit into that category. It actually does impact us on a cellular level. Um, not just emotionally and not just spiritually, but down to the very cells of our, of our body. And we're getting so much more language about how to process this, you know, through the vagus nerve, how to process this using different modalities like EMDR or even homeopathy. Um, but understanding how that trauma response manifests for you is actually going to be a key to your healing. So what might that look like? I'll just kind of give you a couple examples from things that I've seen working with clients, but also just in my own story. So um, unresolved trauma stored in the body. So I'll share, share with you something that used to happen to me very, very, very frequently. I used to nanny for a family when I was in college and um, absolutely adored this family. They were just amazing, uh, very, you know, healthy, what I would call quote unquote normal, you know, healthy family. Um, and, you know, my jobs were not just taking care of the children, but also doing some light housekeeping and grocery shopping and running errands and things like that. Loved my job. Um, but I noticed that I would have a significant, like probably eight out of 10 anxiety, um, every time I knew the mom was coming home because the kids would usually be napping and I would be cleaning at that time. And I was like, gosh, why do I have this like pretty high level anxiety every single time? this mom comes home like this is just this is just not normal you know and I knew that something was going on and so I just began to ask the Holy Spirit to show me like where did this anxiety come from she's never been mean to me like I've never been you know yelled at by her about not cleaning stuff up and the Lord actually reminded me um that all throughout my growing up years my mom you know she would get very 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 upset borderline ragey um, if we didn't clean properly. Now, I probably have and had at that time some like subclinical ADHD symptoms. Organization was very, very hard for me. Um, knowing when things were clean or not clean just did not intuitively come to me. Um, and so that kind of a job of like, you know, being tasked with cleaning a whole bathroom or scrubbing toilets or cleaning a whole kitchen by myself as a very young child was really overwhelming to me and I just I didn't do a good job because I didn't know what a good job was. I didn't know like intuitively what that looked like and so I carried this sense of um, just really dread over doing any kind of task like that especially if it required somebody else's approval because my mom was fairly unpredictable in that state. So in that particular area of my life she was very unpredictable and so you know, that carried on with me well into my late teens and early 20s and even probably like to the mid late 20s after I started having children um, until I realized like, oh man, this is actually a trauma response that I'm having. There's some anxiety physically in my body um, that is trying to trying to process here. And so whenever, you know, whenever an emotion 
is struggling to be processed, it's going to come up in some funky ways. Um, and usually it's going to come up in the, the easiest coping mechanism that you can find, which for me meant like frantically cleaning every like nook and cranny that I could find. And then I would have this um, desire to run or hide, which obviously is a lot less developmentally appropriate as a 30-year-old woman than it is for like a five-year-old child, right? But that internal response was the same. Um, and so it wasn't until I created intentionally um, some spaces of safety in my home, meaning I'm going to allow this space to be messy and unclean um, and have some people over and, you know, realize that these are close friends and they're not going to respond to me negatively. That's really how that anxiety began to diminish, but it was a stored trauma response in the body. Now, we can also have, you know, stored um, trauma responses really from anything that we experience. Um, anything like, it, you know, a smell that's associated with hospitals. If you had a loved one that died in a hospital, anytime you smell a smell that is similar, if that trauma is unprocessed, it's going to continue to come up as a negative association with that smell. So just like we've been working through in the Keys to Emotional Freedom Life Coaching Group, where we've been really working on developing awareness, self-awareness of what is the story behind the emotion? What is my emotion trying to tell me? Um, instead of automatically dismissing it or um, you know, diminishing it or just saying, oh, you know, everybody in my family just has anxiety, but really maybe they have unprocessed trauma that needs to be dealt with, right? So we, we need to develop that awareness and get really curious about what's going on in our emotions so that we can actually get freedom. Otherwise, we're applying the wrong tool to a problem. Hopefully, this is making sense. Um, the second thing um, that is super common with anxiety, and again, if we just slap a label on it, we actually miss so much of what's underneath is unprocessed grief. Um, I will never forget... There was just this one memory that I had around the time of my dad's death when he died of brain cancer that every single time I would picture his room or hear the song that was playing in his room, um, I would hold my breath. And like in the weirdest places, I'd be in the grocery store and I'd find myself like clenching my fists and holding my breath um, and having, you know, a pretty intense like anxiety, internal anxiety response. And it wasn't until I actually began to process that memory and all of the emotion that I had felt in that moment, but was not able to express for all of the different reasons that happens, that that memory, now I can think about it and it, it holds no charge. Like essentially there's no charge to it. It doesn't have a negative association. It doesn't have a positive association. It's just there. It just is what it is, right? And so unprocessed grief can also show up as anxiety. And one of the other areas that we see unprocessed grief kind of manifest itself in people is actually with insomnia and sleep issues. Um, and part of that is this kind of goes back to some Chinese medicine, uh, well-studied principles on how different organs uh, process different emotions. And so a lot of times what we will see, especially if there's really, really stuck grief, is uh, waking up between like three and four o'clock in the morning with like heart pounding, you know, palpitations, anxiety, or just insomnia and being unable to go to sleep, um, or even like a deep sighing feeling. 
a lot of times that is an indicator that there's some grief over something. And that could be the loss of a job. It could be the loss of a relationship. It could be the loss of a loved one, a loss of a pet. Um, it really doesn't matter. It, it, what matters is just how that impacted you and your physiology. And so, of course, how we're going to address that is not by just giving you a sleeping pill or an anxiety pill, but also but just addressing the real root of the issue, which may be some of that unprocessed grief. So one of the exercises that I like to do for myself, but also bring clients through is, um, is really looking at anxiety from a whole picture. So I like to first ask, is this an issue in my mind, my body, or my spirit? Um, and sometimes it takes me a couple days to really get to the answer, but I, I still give myself the space to address that and say, you know what? This is clearly, you know, a spiritual dynamic that needs to be addressed. Maybe there's, you know, some uh, family curses or something like that that we need to to deal with. Um, if it's physical in my body, then maybe there's something off with my adrenal glands or um, maybe I'm not managing my stress very well or giving myself time and space to really work through some big stressors right now. Um, and of course, if it's emotional, then we want to look at the things that are causing anxiety, the areas that you don't feel safe, that you really need to feel safe in. Um, and so when you know when you feel anxiety next, make sure you give yourself some space to ask those questions. Um, and even I would say that anxiety for some people is a protective mechanism. So one of the other questions I really like to ask in these situations is, what is anxiety trying to protect me from? Um, because remember, anxiety is that it's a craving for safety and also control, control over something. And so if we ask, you know, what is this anxiety trying to protect me from, you may get a lot more clarity about what's going on below the surface in your emotions, um, in your body or in your spirit that actually need to be dealt with. So if you are struggling with anxiety in any way, shape, or form, please go give me a follow on Instagram at Abundant Wellness with Andrea or shoot me an email, andrea at abundantwellnesswithandrea.com. I'd be more than happy to share my resources with you, and thank you for listening.